The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. On the line now we have the President of the Australian College of Nurse Practitioners, Leanne Burse. Good morning, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me, Mitchell. So, nurse practitioners, can you explain for people that aren't familiar with the intricacies of the healthcare system, how do they fit into the whole landscape of the healthcare workforce? Oh, they actually fit in in many, many ways, which I think is one of the reasons people have trouble understanding the role so much. But typically, you'll find a nurse practitioner where there's a need, so where there's a gap in health services, where people are having trouble accessing health care. So they're your most experienced nurses or highly experienced nurses that have done a lot of extra training to become nurse practitioners. So they're usually those nurses that are already working, you know, at a really advanced level that go off and, and do extra training. I see. And does that tend to be in rural and regional areas or is it in metropolitan areas as well? It's certainly both. Um, our data indicates that um, at this stage around 60 to 70% are in metropolitan areas. However, there are a number of issues that are preventing nurse practitioners from working in rural areas and those issues that we're trying to address with the federal government at the moment. Um, we believe the spread would probably be more even should those barriers be removed. I see. And what is the role of nurse practitioners currently in the COVID vaccine rollout? Well, some nurse practitioners can help. So nurse practitioners are typically either employed by the public health system or they're, empl- or they're self-employed under the federal system or Medicare, which is um, similar to many GPs working in primary care in clinics and some even working their own clinics um, with their patients accessing Medicare rebates. Um, so the nurse practitioners in the state-based system or the public system if their employer um, wants them to and, and they're enabled to actually help with the COVID vaccine rollout. It's the ones in their own clinics um, that are actually blocked from assisting. So those with, you know, rural practices um, like myself, I'm, I'm out of metropolitan area in my own practice. Those are the nurse practitioners that are blocked from, from actually helping with the COVID vaccine and many of them have expressed, you know, the real um, desire to go into aged care and help vaccinate and, and go into people's homes, you know, people who are looked after at home, go out into rural and regional and remote areas where they don't have access to your traditional type of healthcare services. There's no clinics out there. There's no pharmacies out there, which is really what the response is based on now are those two types of businesses. So if you have your own practice, essentially you can't really do anything in terms of the vaccine rollout, is that right? Nothing, although um, nurse practitioners are great educators. We spend a lot of time with our patients talking about not just whatever problem they come with, but but trying to... Um, you know, educate them about their health. So we are answering a lot of questions with our patients. We're supporting um, them through, you know, um, providing good information, the right information, but we're not actually able to administer the vaccine. And I know just in my clinic alone, uh, I've got a lot of people that have expressed a preference and they wish that I was, but um, I'm at least in a metropolitan area able to direct them elsewhere. But for my colleagues in rural areas, they don't have that option. 
And what is the issue with the vaccine rollout at the moment? Is it caused by a lack of staff actually providing the vaccine process or is it to do with the supply issues? So, in other words, if it's a supply problem, are we able to actually add more sites into the vaccine rollout at this time? Yeah, well, there is a supply issue, I believe, although there's certainly um, a good flow expected of vaccines coming through. So supply will not always be an issue. And I think, like with anything, supply will fluctuate. Um, Our argument is very firmly that regardless of supply issues, you know, our workforce is the one that will go out into those difficult-to-reach places and... Um, you know, whenever the supply does come through or is available, we should be absolutely 100% ready to deliver immediately or as soon as possible and deliver to the most vulnerable people. And currently I would argue that we're not ready to do that. So it says here that there's um, 14.1% of the population currently fully vaccinated, Uh, 17.7% have had their first dose, and the target, and I'm hearing this in the media this morning as well, is that we need to get to 80% of the population vaccinated, and then we can start to look at not having lockdowns and so on. So how much quicker could we get to that 80% point, in your view, if uh, nursing practitioners were involved? Well, we could certainly um, reduce the time to some degree. Um, Where we'd have the most impact is making sure that vulnerable people get access to it as part of that 80%. That's where we're really focused. So um, people living in residential aged care, people, um, older people having care in their homes that have carers visit them in their homes, um, people living with disability in their homes, people living in remote areas, the homeless population, um, you know, Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people. We are the ones that will address those needs and as they're a crucial part of that 80%, an absolutely crucial part. And um, that's where I feel we can make the biggest difference. Yeah, sure, we'll bring the, you know, we will contribute and hopefully bring that 80% a bit closer. Um, But it's that composition of the 80% that I think is very crucial. What do you think will be the toughest cohort to reach, uh, particularly from what you've mentioned there? Um, Probably into the remote areas. Um, Obviously, there's um, issues getting vaccines out to remote areas, but we we know that we can absolutely overcome those. I mean, we currently have nurse practitioners that travel out to areas with flu vaccines. Um, So it's simply a matter of adapting and um, setting up travel arrangements with um, COVID vaccines. Um, We already have the reach. We already have... um, the ability to get out there, it's just, um, it's its such a challenging area for your traditional health services to get to. You know, if you're living in a region of hundreds of square kilometres with no GP clinic and no pharmacy, um, you know, you need access to a vaccine as well. Um, yes. And I can see here as well that... Um you're saying one nurse can vaccinate 15 patients an hour. So uh, they're pretty efficient at what they do. Well, nurses um, do vaccinate. Nurses give injections all the time. Um, You'll find it's nurses that do the majority of um, infant vaccinations in clinics, adult vaccinations in clinics. The, The majority of injections are done by nurses. So... Um, they're also highly skilled. All nurses are highly skilled at 
um, you know, administration techniques, educating patients, you know, discussing um, potential side effects, discussing the benefits of vaccines. You know, this is a core nursing skill. I'm not just talking about nurse practitioners, I'm talking about nursing and midwifery as well. Midwives are also highly skilled in this. Um, and it, it's very clear in our response to um, the need to vaccinate people with the COVID vaccine that we really haven't fully enabled the the nursing workforce. We have incredibly overworked practice nurses in some of our GP clinics responding to this now. But then we have a whole lot of colleagues that are really not enabled to help them and support them. And our modelling was done on the fact that Nurses and nurse practitioners work extraordinarily well together and nurse practitioners as the legal prescribers could be working um, hand in hand with teams of nurses to go out to these areas and and, um, deliver the vaccine to these people who need it the most. So that's what our modelling is based on. And we know we've seen examples of how nurses and nurse practitioners work together so well, particularly in aged care. Um, you know, nurses and nurse practitioners can, as a team, function incredibly efficiently. And just last of all, do you have any thoughts on how we could overcome vaccine hesitancy in the community? I know we've got ads running. I don't know if they persuade people. I don't know if people are persuaded by seeing celebrities or politicians getting the vaccine. Do you have any thoughts on how you can really overcome the doubts of people that are sitting on the fence? Um, yeah, I do. Um, and I think, you know, we had a, a meeting um, early last week um, called War Gaming or with the um, military um, talking about, you know, we, we discussed some of the marketing and I think, you know, just being real with people that, um, you know, go, go and get your vaccine and it's not necessarily to protect you, it's to protect those around you as well as protect you. Um, if you know anybody that's vulnerable, um, you know, and there's, you see um, some reporting now on, you know, the, peop- the people diagnosed with COVID, how many of them were vaccinated, how many were not, and you can see a big difference. Um, but we need to be real about you can You can still, um, you know, have a positive COVID test. You can still get COVID. It's going to be milder. It's going to protect your life. It's going to keep you out of hospital. It's going to reduce the chance of you transmitting it. And these are the messages that we need to pass on. We have people who have had COVID-19 that have lifetime effects from this. It's not just a flu. Um, Having said that, the flu can also cause long-term health effects and disability. But, you know, we've seen some some people that are going to be living with the after effects of COVID-19 if they've survived it for a very long time. And I think that's the side of it that many people are not seeing. They're really not seeing that, you know, people are still walking around saying it's just another flu. It's not just another flu. And, um, you know, you need to think about your family. You need to think about your your co-workers, your neighbours and the vulnerable people in our community. And it's... It's another vaccine. We've all had many vaccines in our lives. Uh, They're all developed and produced the same way and they're very, very safe. Well, thanks for being on the program. Really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Uh, Leanne Burse with us there, who is the president of the Australian College of Nurse Practitioners. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. 
Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's front page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.